Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And Jake is jamming out I'm over there. Jamming He's today. Jamming. We've got a fun episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about some armored truck stuff, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> we're going to talk about Vespa, the history or the company's their birthday. Yeah. We're going to talk birthday. about we're going to talk about NASCAR and how it might actually be cool somehow. Yeah. Like we're going to finish yeah. our way through that. It's a great episode. I really look forward to you guys hanging out with us. We also have some updates, but before we get into that, we have to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Really love you guys. Everybody's signing up. This is great. We've had a lot of influx of awesome new Patreons. It is awesome feeling the support, and you guys get a little something out of it, too. We get exclusive content that we publish just for our Patreon subscribers. Speaking of which, we need to do another one of those. Yes, we, we do. Gotta, we got to pound one of those out. I think we should. I have ideas. You do? Yes. All right. I look forward to your ideas. Maybe okay. next week. Next Maybe. week, well, let's get on yeah, that. Yeah, I'll get another guest sure. for next week. I'll right, give you some and time. And then I'll prep the Patreon. Okay, that sounds good. Because I put just as much effort into these Patreon stories as any of the uh, public consumption yeah, stories. Yeah, if you like the Jake and Chris banter and the and the laughing and the having a good time, you'll love the Patreon. It's like the we, director's cut. It is. It is absolutely. We'll we, we let a little more slide on the Patreon. You know what only. we should do? We should... Uh, we should mandate that we have to take a shot of Jack or something before we I do I am that. 100% game yeah, for that just because get... I know how cheap of a date you are. Yeah, it's just you one. Get that's why loopy I said, real quick. That's why I said a shot. Not, <laughs> not like, hey, let's take like four shots or whatever. <laughs> Chris can't get home. <laughs> anyway, I just thank you so much for the patrons that are supporting the show. Yeah, you guys... so if you also want to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash overcrest. It starts as as little as $5 a month to get access to that exclusive content. Plus, there you know are what? other tiers. You, that, get, oh, you that, get access to the rally early. Oh, yeah. that's right. If yeah, we get, you get we access to the rally early. And now that everybody knows that we're the, the rally is in Utah, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with everybody. It's going to yes. be a great time. And we're going to open up registration and the application process pretty soon. Yep. Um, within the next month, month and a half or so, I believe we're going to reveal when we're going to do that. And then you guys can, the, the Patreons have first crack. That's plus, awesome. Plus you get a discount. Wow. Yeah, plus you get a discount. So for five bucks a month, it's worth it right there. Yeah, you basically save the you save the money on the rally sign up immediately. 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 Awesome. All right, what have we got? So, first of all, speaking of scooters, yes. I have this Chinese Yeah, that you tried to pawn off scooter. on my wife. You didn't send it to me. No, I sent because, it to her. Because you knew I would have rejected it oh, immediately. Yeah. I was like, hey, I have this scooter for sale. Do you want it? And she's like, probably. It looks like an inbred. Like, if, if a Harley and a Vespa were somehow brother and sister, uh-huh. it, the and inbred version of that had a child, <laughs> that's what the scooter looks it's like. It's called the low boy. <laughs> It's actually it's an ugly boy. Yeah, is what it, it is. is the ugly. It looks like a it looks like a Vino, but with Harley handlebars. Yeah, it's, it's really really bad. It is clearly <laughs> designed in China. Yes, it, it absolutely is a is. no name Chinese scooter. And the only reason I have this thing is my dad basically got it for free from a coworker or friend or something. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't run here. Take it. Has the title. So we're like, oh okay, it's worth fixing and selling. Yeah. yeah. So he, and secretly you like the handlebars. It kind of looked a little Harley esque, and you were like, "I kind of like this thing." No, I don't. No, no. Okay, I don't like anything about well, it. Well, probably went really well with your Birkenstocks. Did you ever put your Birkenstocks I, right I, next I to did it? Not. Nope. Can't see it. <laughs> eh, probably took a ride for it on Birkenstocks. There actually, you go. And it, yeah, and it probably went really well. I'm sure it did yeah. because you don't have to have like pegs like a real bike. You just put them on the stupid foot plate. What do you mean real bike? A real motorcycle saying, has foot pegs. I could put foot pegs on my scooter. Yeah, but you don't need to because you sit on it like a toilet with your feet forward. Uh-huh. I suppose that's probably true. So it's not Anyways. a real bike. So that's the qualification of real motorcycle is foot pegs. 
one of them. Okay. I, just, I didn't know if that was like the all defining moment. <laughs> yeah. That's Jake's defining thing. So you're just going to put foot pegs on everything. <laughs> you know, Jeeps, when you take off the doors, they have the little accessory foot peg, you know, so you can put your, your foot outside. Oh, it's cool. It's kind of fun when you're driving out the door and you can put your foot outside the cab on the foot peg. Okay. So it, by definition, then that's a motorcycle. <laughs> Anyways, so lame. back to the stupid shiny scooter. Uh, my dad ordered a new carburetor because everything for this bike is like less than $20. You can get a whole new engine for this thing for $320. Yeah, and I bet it's made of the ultimate Chinese. Oh, 100%. So new carburetor went on. Boom, runs great. Just tootled around the block a few times. Great. It looks really clean. It's an 09, I think. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to list it up for sale. Going to make a tidy little profit on it. Yep. My inbox is flooded with all the stupid Facebook messages where they just hit the button that says, is, is this, this available? Is it available? Is this still available? Yeah, and so been... I hit the stupid message button back that says, yes, it's available. Unless they actually send me a message message, yeah. then I'll respond. Yep. So, I usually say it is. Are you? <laughs> that's that was. That's always my response. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, anyways, I had one like college girl come look at it. She drove it around, and I should have realized right when she pulled up in a Kia that she wasn't taking it home with her. Right. Yeah. It's well. I mean, so you I could, like, uh, do you want me okay. to twine this thing to your roof, just like you yeah, did with lumber it, at Menards it, or something? Exactly. And so she's like, "All right, I'll talk to my dad." I was like, "Didn't have high hopes there." And then I get a guy who was like interested. I've had these Chinese scooters before. I want this one. Looks great. Okay. So he comes. He's like, I'll be there at 9 a.m. I'm like, sweet. I love it. Early riser. Let's get this done. He calls me at 820. Hey, I'm a little early. Meanwhile, I'm still in my like boxers in bed. In Birkins. Do you sleep in your Birkenstocks? No, but I do have house Birkenstocks. Are you kidding me? What? You no. Have, you have house Birkenstocks? Yeah, well, I have hardwood floors everywhere. So it's like slippers, but they're better. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you, why do you have how are, are they actually slippers? No, they're just regular Birkenstocks, but I don't wear them outside. Why don't you just get slippers like a normal human being? Because then your feet get sweaty. <laughs> Birkenstocks are leather. They're, your feet's going to get sweaty no matter no, what. No, they're open air. It's like ventilation. It's great. Oh, slippers are great. Anyways, um, so the guy shows up super early. I get house, down there. You have house Birkenstocks. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we've been over this before. No, this but is, it clearly this is, is a striking a chord. This is a new revelation. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I go out and the guy's like, hey, I've owned these before. The one I had, the stator can go out on them. And they're basically almost integral to the motor and not worth replacing. He's okay. like, so I need to make sure that it's not just running off the battery and not charging, right? Because it would still run for a while well, you know without how you do a stator. That? You just put a voltmeter on it. I know, see if it's but charging. he's like, do you mind if I just take it around for 20 minutes? I was like, he's like, I'll leave my car here. I was like, that's fine. Whatever. Goes out. He calls me. 10 minutes. Um, it killed. I'm on the side of this busy street. He killed. says, it stopped. It won't start again. I was like, damn it. Yeah. So I get in the pickup. I'm like, I guess I'll go rescue this guy on the side of the road. Yeah. Get over there, and luckily he's trying to like walk it off the side of the road so he's not on the, the super busy street. And as I'm pulling up, he's like, hold on, I think I got it to start again. I'm going to get it back to your house. Good. So we don't have to try to lift this thing into the yeah. truck. Get there, and I expect this guy to be like Goodbye. pissed. I'm out of here. I don't want He goes, I still really want it, but I think I it, it, it might be that stator, but the fact that I can start it right away means the battery didn't die out on us. Yeah, so he took He's it like, out. So he goes, so I'd like to take it out again for a good 20-minute ride. Again, like right now? Yeah. I was like, 
okay, like whatever. I'm not. I would have been like, yeah, but I'm not coming to pick you up again. Yeah, well, whatever. So he went out, came back 15 minutes later. He's like, yeah, it kept killing several times. So he's like, so, so why? What is what is it doing? It just you're up to like 40 miles an hour and it just kills. But just shuts off. Then it'll start again. What, no, just like, is it like, uh, 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 I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't do it. This guy didn't answer. Like, I would have asked some okay, questions. Well, here's the How are you going to diagnose the problem to fix it if you don't know what's <laughs> Cause, going on? Because I have fixed it. Oh. Um. So anyways, he's like, but I'm really interested. If you can get it going and you know it's not an electrical problem, give me a call. I got cash. I'm here. I want it. Okay, guy. He's jazzed up. He's jazzed. And so the whole rest of the day yesterday, he's texting me. He goes, hey, I probably have a bunch of tools if you need anything. And he's like giving me other things that he thinks it might be wrong with it. And he's like, you know, if you can assure me that it's not like overheating and if I can take it out and just ride it for like an hour, I don't care if it keeps killing. I just want to make sure it doesn't seize up. I was like, no, guy. Like either, either I'm going to fix it. Why is this dude this like wow tight? He's, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I was like, either I'm just going to fix it or I just want you to make me an offer and take it as is. There's no weird stipulation that you take it for an hour and then come back with it. Right. So I'm like, I'm thinking about it and I go, it's starving for fuel because the fact that it starts right up again means it's not an electronic issue. Right. And so I look and when my dad put the carburetor on it, there's a fuel filter, an aftermarket fuel filter you put in line, yep. and this has a vacuum-actuated fuel pump. And so if you have any sort of break in the siphon between the tank and the pump, it doesn't suck fuel properly. So there's no vent on the tank is what you're saying? No, it has nothing to do with venting the tank. Okay. Well, what's the problem? I don't understand. Okay. Do you know how a vacuum-actuated fuel pump yeah, works? Yeah, it's like a little diaphragm that moves yes. back and yep. forth. And so what you need is a constant fluid between the pump and the tank. Right. And usually okay. that's just actuated with gravity fed. Yep. But in this thing, the tank is lower. So it basically just keeps a vacuum and a siphon effect in the line. But if you put a fuel filter in that line, oh. all of a sudden you're introducing air into the system right. with this big bulbous fuel filter. And now it doesn't create proper suction. So you just remove so the it, filter? it sucked enough to like run at idle and low RPM, but then it would just run it dry. Eventually the bowl yeah, would empty So out. I removed the filter. I... It started raining, and I was like, I don't want to take this thing out and, like, hammer down on this thing doing 50, trying to get it to kill yep. in the rain. How many cc's is this thing? 150. Okay. So I just had it running for, like, a half hour in the garage, revving it up on the center stand, and I was like, well, it's still not on load, so it still could be not getting fuel. So I sat there, and it was doing a burnout in my garage yeah, yeah. with the Vespa. Nice. And it, it's fine now. So I got it. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take it for a long ride and then call this jabron to come get it jabron this guy's a jabron he's a jabron so you you're thinking about selling the 996 the macan and your car all at the same time not the macan i thought you were going to sell the macan why as am well I selling the macan? why else would you go drive a panamera i'm just assuming <laughs> I mean, what are well, we doing here okay let me tell you so we've what been having panamera for if you have the macan i don't understand that would be okay so let me start at the beginning we've been okay. trying to have kids for years and spend untold thousands of dollars on it and with the assumption that we will be able to have kids in the near future we've been thinking about our cars right and the macan was always purchased with the thought of it being like a dad mobile kind of in the back of my head yeah right that would work for that but if my wife ever needs to take a kid somewhere while i'm gone the 996 turbo really wouldn't they be make able special to... car seats for yeah but like don't infant car seats i don't know anything i haven't had kids don't infant car seats aren't they big where they're the backwards facing low yeah. situation yeah, i don't kinda. think that would work in the back okay so thinking well we could think about getting a mom mobile if that's the case so that's why we looked at this panamera 
Because I like the idea of another Porsche. You know what would have worked great for that is that S3 that you bought. It actually, the back seat on that thing was still tiny. Oh. Well, you could, well, the problem is, is that you get the little, the little handle that's back there and everything. It gets in the I, way. And yeah. You want, the passenger way. wants to move their seat back. I, but here's the thing. Neither of us really liked that S3. Here's the thing. What? Is when we had one kid, we always put the car seat in the middle. Anyway, because that's the safest spot for the car seat. That makes sense. You bucket it in in the middle, so it doesn't really matter how much room there is because this well, car seat no sitting in the middle. There's no middle seat on a 996 rear seat. <laughs> yeah, and there's also no middle seat on a Panamera either. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't that's just love a the Panamera, but it was just considering it. Yeah. But then that brought to mind, I really enjoyed driving the 996 Turbo. Like, it is a I terrible l- car. No, no, it's, it's not. not a, a, it's I not can't a say car. it's a terrible car. It's not a terrible car. So I, I really like that, and I like the idea of a more modern car. And so the thought is, well, if we're getting rid of the turbo, could I also sell my orange air-cooled car and maybe get a newer GT3 to fill the place of kind of both? With the money that you could get for both cars, yes. Undoubtedly, you could get right. a 996 GT3, which I would like to say, if we're going to talk about being right... Um, which we do uh, a little bit later in the podcast. <laughs> um, I was right, and that's what you should have bought in the first place. Yeah, that is what I told you to buy. I said I, buy a 996 GT3. That it's was never like. to replace both cars. No, but that was, I mean, that's the ideal. They are like $30,000 more than a turbo. And as they should be. It's a better car. The turbo is a completely different type of driving experience. And if right. you want something that's that's raw and at your fingertips... You want the the GT3, right? If you want something that you can pull up away from people on the freeway because you're you know driving a Kroger super duper fast, then yeah, get a nine nine six turbo. Fit the bill, I guess. I for because some re- that was never meant to be like the only fun car I had. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The the GT3 is just a better better driving experience. But my question is, would I miss a vintage air cooled car? Yes, I know I would. But can that be replaced by a cheaper vintage car? Like, can you get oh. on the can you get on the the Cluel bandwagon of just like cycling through vintage cars and trying different things and you know yeah, maybe but you're you drive the guy a, that will never get rid of your air cooled Porsche. I would never would no. Right, there's so no way, not even for a GT3. So you're telling me I should, but you never. No, no, would. I'm not saying you should. I say that that would be a very hard decision. It so Only that's where know. I'm at. But here's here's where I'm at on your car. Your car is a basket case. Right, okay, I know it's a little bit of a basket case. What I want I like you to about make it, it. I want you to make it into a picnic basket <laughs> instead of <laughs> you use this instead of instead of, a, instead of a basket case. <laughs> a picnic basket, it's nice. All the doors open, they close very very easily on the top. Yes. you can put things in them. They feel good when they're inside. You know what you I can like take about it out this to basket dinner case? And not though, feel bad. yes, I get it. I get it. What I like about this basket case is I don't have to feel like precious about it. Like, I don't feel precious I, about my car. I would though. Why? If I my, had your car, I would. My car is easily you worth $100,000 now, and I, know, I don't care. I know, you spend care. so much damn money on paint, and you don't you know give an F about it. <laughs> which, kudos to you, but I would. So I was at my detailing cart the other day, and I had my jack pushed under it, and I walked away, and I turned around, and I watched the jack handle go Ooh. wang, like on the bumper. It it just, like, scratched the paint a little bit. I yeah. was like, I was like eh. And then just put the jack handle up and pushed it back under the detailing cart. See, if I, I had know, a nice I, GT3, I would probably feel bad about driving it on gravel. Why? I don't know. I'm just thinking about these things. Here, here's here's why you would feel bad. For me, I am going to own this car for the rest of my life. I don't have to think about 
trying to sell it to somebody. Right. I don't have to worry about the condition. I can go, That's I can fix that mindset. later. Yeah. I can, you know, it will get repainted again someday. Yeah. It's really not that big of a deal because my, my length of ownership is forever. It's in perpetuity. I will own this car. If you've got something like a 9960 D3 that's expensive and you're like, oh, I don't want to get any rock chips on it. Right. You're scared because you're thinking about the condition of the car, what its value might be. I might need to sell this thing someday rather 100%. than just using the car. I know. But another thing, if I had a newer GT3, as Nicolas Cage's character said in not so many words, with a classic car, you're kind of sewer. With a modern sports car, you can easily be mistaken for another asshole with too much bloody money. It's true. It is true. Right? But, but the thing is, is that a 996 GT3 is not as ostentatious as I some of the newer would, GT cars. I would buy a 997 GT3. You would? Yes. Why? I just like the looks of them. Okay, that's fine. The interiors are not great, no, though. No, we had this discussion. The, the, I the do little not toggle, like... Like the silver toggle switches? Why didn't they just make make them black? If they I just would know. have made them black with like a I backlight... I love the 996 interior because when you do the center console delete, it feels like an old air-cooled 911. The dash just goes across horizontally. There's well, a the space sense. underneath it. the closest it. relationship to right. that stuff. But there. a 997, totally different. I don't like the interior, but I love the way that car looks. I mean, it definitely and that has was haunches. The car, that car came out when I was a senior in high school, and I remember looking at that and saying, finally, the 911 went back to round headlights, and yeah. that was the car I pined after. Well, then get it. It's a better car than a 996 GT3. 997 GT3 with a white roll cage and an obnoxious exhaust. Done. That's what, it for so what me. What are you waiting for? Just do it. What's the what are, we, what are we waiting for? That sounds great. Sounds like it sounds like an evolution of a new experience, and I'm for that. Because you're basically, like I said, if you're not going to make the orange car into a picnic basket instead of the basket <laughs> case that it is, then you need to move on. Because driving that car as it is, it's kind of a. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's a pile, but in terms of 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 what it could be, is if you it's would certainly not. Yeah, like a you are still at the beginning of the journey with that car. Sure, it has a lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of body work that needs to be done. It has uh, maybe the carburetors need to be gone through again because there's which been, I'm doing that. Yeah, so all these different things need to happen, right? And the car needs to evolve, and there's other things that the car needs that eventually need to happen. And if you're not willing to take those steps, and if you don't love <sighs> the car the enough, the other to thing do my wife said is if we do actually have kids, which would precipice this whole thought. I'm not going to like be out in the garage every night tinkering for two hours on whatever project. Why? I do it all the time. Yeah. Well, you don't work during the day. <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah, Why not? You just, you're in the garage. I used to put, I had, I suppose the kids can be out there with you. Yeah. Of course they are. They're yeah. out there with you. I had a, um, when I first had my first daughter, Irene, she was a little nugget. I put her in like her, she had a little onesie on and I wrapped her up in a blanket and I would, and I set her in the shop cart next to all the parts. That's cute. And she just put her there and she just hangs out. <laughs> you know, they just hang out. Just hang out. Your kids are going to want to be a part of whatever it is that you're doing. Sure. Regardless, regardless of what it is, probably for the first 13 years of their life, 12 years of their life, their entire universe revolves around you. And yeah. whatever you're doing, that's what you need to get them involved with and they will do it. You won't even have to say anything. They're going to want to be with you. They're going to want to enjoy what you enjoy. And you're going to be able to impart your love for cars on them. You know what? Or maybe we won't have kids and I'll just buy a GT3 anyways. I think you should buy a GT3 either way. All right. Well, let's get to a little bit of news, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So, Jake. Yes. Every single time you see one of those Brinks uh, 
<laughs> uh, the, the cash trucks. The big security trucks. The security trucks. Okay. What, what, what do you think when you see an armored truck? Like, there's got to be a lot of money inside. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. <laughs> there's got to be a way to get into the armored truck. But I don't have access to C4 or okay. a rocket launcher or anything else. Or what like, about the Mission Impossible thing where it's like the foam that gets really cold and it makes it brittle? And then you take a hammer and go right through it. I, there's got to be other ways to do it. The problem is, is that they're bulletproof. Right. They weigh like 10,000 pounds. Okay. They're just a tank without a gun, basically. <laughs> well, right? I mean, they do have guns inside. Well, yes, but it doesn't have like a turret on the right. top. That would be helpful in this situation. In the situation <laughs> that we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a new story where somebody tried. Somebody obviously drove by armored trucks many, many times, decided they were going to try and go after one of them. Yes. This takes place in South Africa. The RDL t- t- uh, took place in Pretoria, South Africa, around 1025 in the morning. Uh, there's a there's a video clip which we will include in the it show is notes. An intense video. It is absolutely intense. It got it, my adrenaline pumping just watching. Yeah, this. the driver has been identified as Leo Prinsloo. Uh, they were driving down uh, him and his little apprentice rookie guys. This was first day first day on the job. First week. First well first week on the job. There's this dude riding with him. Uh, they were driving with fellow security guard who has not been identified. Later was identified as his first week. After a few curious checks to his mirrors, Prinsloo seems to sense something is wrong and gunfire erupts. Shortly after. So he's driving in here. You see him kind of like. He keeps checking his mirrors. He gets nervous. Yep. Where you could just see the nervousness and looking over his shoulder and out the window. The truck's bulletproof glass windows are struck with several rounds from what we now know is an AK-47. Makes sense. Yeah, because that's obviously what's all over Africa is a bunch of AK-47s. Um, he starts ramming the vehicles and weaving through traffic. Uh, at least one which was carrying the would-be robbers in the process, which basically runs them off the road, damages his car. Prinsloo is a former member of the South African Police Service Special Task Force, which is a mouthful. Special Operations Group within the SAPS. The Special Task Force functions as a hostage rescue and counterterrorism organization. So this AKA, is a guy you don't want to mess with. No. The detail of Prinzel's career was confirmed by his current employer, Fortis Proactive Defense Solutions. According to the company, Prinzel was the head instructor for its loan operator courses. <laughs> so now you get he was he was not only special forces, special task force members, but an instructor that taught people how to survive as the loan operator, as the last guy left. Wow. This guy would teach you what to do. You do not mess with this dude. Yeah. And throughout this whole video, this guy is looking at his guy, the, the he's like, get the gun, get the gun. Yep. And the guy's like, he's just, just, uh, kinda, I mean, I, I want to no, give no, him no. credit. He was frozen. That okay. dude was frozen. He didn't know who to call. He was, it's, he's a rookie. You know, it's yeah. just, seems like maybe. Do you think you would have done better? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. He's like trying to drag the gun out. But in, in his defense, this uh, Lindsay guy forgot to take a seatbelt when he got out of the vehicle at the end. He's I just like, see that. Like, like I mean, it just goes to show when adrenaline is pumping, like. You lose track of things. And it's always the Australians and the British that use the C word very, very well. Oh, yes. He's like, come on, yeah. When the guy's like, he's coming up for another. He's just like ready to go to war with these dudes that are trying. And what's the vehicle? What is this thing? So this is actually a, it's not what you think of as like the big Brinks armored trucks. This is actually a Toyota Land Cruiser that was modified and armored, obviously. So it does make it a little more nimble than you'd think of these big trucks, but also not as heavy to ram other vehicles. It's. I mean, it's just a truck, right? I mean, we, yeah. when we we think of it's the, a pickup. Yeah, it's a this pickup. Is a, they this just, they this just, is an armored pickup. Yeah, they're not transferring gold bars. I think this is just like cash and coins from or from diamonds. Bank. 
Yeah, eventually the robbers. So he tries to hand him a gun. He's and he pulls like it looks like he pulls it out of his pocket. Right, he pulls what? out this AR-15 rifle and hands it to the guy that's sitting there. And the guy's like, he he grabs the charging handle like he's does he should he charge? He doesn't charge the weapon. I yes, don't he think. does. Oh, he does. Yes, he does, he does charge the. So he grabs the charging handle first. He checks safety, and then after he gets more bursts of fire, he charges the weapon. Yep, and he's got a pistol in his hand too. Yeah, I know. He's got the <laughs> AR in his right and a pistol in his left. It's like you're still in the bulletproof cab. Like, yeah, what are well, you gonna do, guy? Well, you have to. How long are they gonna chase you for? At some point. You're going to have to get out of the vehicle, right? which they eventually do. Eventually, the robbers are evaded in the truck carrying the cash, an up-armored 70 series. That's what they call it, up-armor. Anyway, so the aftermath of the incident was posted to Twitter by Youssef. Uh, and how do you pronounce this guy's name? Abramji. Youssef Abramji. Prince and his partner were unharmed, though the same cannot be said for the Land Cruiser, the stick shift type Toyota. I mean, this That's dude's what like. That's what was awesome. Is this he is like, driving this thing in anger, stick shift, ramming things, calm. evading. Calm, though. You're right. Driving was, in anger is the wrong term. He was calm. The he other was guy calm, was like. cool, collected. The other and, guy was not scared, but I think he was really deferring to the other guy. Which once now you know his credibility and what he does and what he did you're for like, a living. Yeah, just, you're like, please save everything. <laughs> that, would be, that would be really, really great. The companions were driving an Audi A5 Sport. I saw bag, that, which suffered far more damage than the trusty 70 series. So this thing had there was a bullet hole in the front window. Yep. Both side windows. Yep. I think there must have been multiple vehicles because I can't imagine the Sport back driving. I saw. So there was the A5, and I thought I thought saw, I saw a, a white, white, a white, truck. white truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense because you can see after the fact the A5 was left at the scene, and then the guys left. So there was obviously another vehicle involved. Yeah. So there, this this guy, this Prinzlu guy, is getting death death threats now. Why? Yeah. There have been death threats on his life, so we have taken Leo out of circulation. A spokesman for the company that he worked for says these heists are linked with organized crime. Oh, Leo spent twelve years in the police task force as an instructor. Uh, the organized crime suspects used high power vehicles and high powered vehicles. Come on now, <laughs> it's an Audi A5 Sportback. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the organized crime suspects use high power vehicles, and they are very heavily armed. AK-47 is that considered heavily armed? I, don't I know. mean, for organized crime, AK-47. What did you, you want him to have, an RPG? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that's the way that I imagine being able to get into this thing. I imagine driving up. Here's how I would do this. Oh, geez. All right. I would convert. This is on record now. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody can steal my idea. It'll be easily tracked through the podcast. I would have a truck, uh-huh. and I would have it converted to have the engine in the rear. Uh-huh. Okay? And I would drive up behind the truck, uh-huh. and a guy would pop out of the hood. <laughs> <laughs> with suction cups and then he would latch himself on to the back of the truck and he would have a plasma torch like a uh-huh. really good one uh-huh. like high power uh-huh. in a backpack uh-huh. <laughs> and he would go zzz, and he would cut a hole in it crawl inside and then just start chucking the money into the new into the spot where the engine used to be in the truck uh-huh. and then he would just climb back on the truck and no one would ever you know. would never know huh he would never know I it would be that fast. That. So the rear-facing camera right above where he's torching would give nothing away. That would have been broken by a by my the small child from South Africa that I hired to maybe spray paint it. Uh-huh. Like I would be like, "Hey, child, go do this. I'll give you <laughs> fifty like potatoes or something or whatever." And then so they terrible. go through and they go, ch- ch- and then he spray paints the thing before and they leave. Before they leave, Obviously. so then oh, the camera doesn't work. Ah, oh, well, we're here, so we might as well keep and driving. And what happens when the guards look behind them and see a giant hole appearing in the back of the cargo area? It's a seal area it's a sealed compartment they still have a window back there yeah, but maybe they're just well prince louis you'd have to 
maybe scout out the people that are driving the truck. Okay. And you go, wow, this guy is a lone survivor instructor. Maybe we choose a different driver <laughs> who's just merely a Green Beret or something like that. Uh-huh. And then maybe you can find somebody that's distracted. Or maybe you could do something in their life to distract them. I mean, that always happens in the movies, right? At the beginning of the movie, someone's You're, having a hard time. Wow. Maybe maybe you somehow get his mom kicked out of the... Uh, the no, this is going way beyond stealing now. This is terrible. No, maybe like his mom is in the retirement home and they maybe like make up a lie like she was playing poker for money. <laughs> and then, so she gets kicked out of the retirement <laughs> home. And he's, so he, he's driving Lee's like, what oh man. What movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mom. He's talking to the... He's, instead of just focusing on driving, he's talking to the rookie about, yeah, my mom with this retirement home. I don't want we're gonna do my wife and I we got a kid we don't have an extra bedroom all, all the guys she got cutting caught up in the gambling ring <laughs> all right no. so uh, no. no you don't think that's the way what's your way what's how are you getting into this armored truck I'm not <laughs> <laughs> that's the better solution yeah, uh, but you just don't yeah or like all the movies it's just an inside job where you go get the job at the armored truck place and then you just drive the truck to your house yeah what done. was the movie where they they hit a guy inside the inside the box oh it was uh oceans 11 where they put the little the little chinese dude that's yeah. like a like a backflip guy what you, are they called gymnasts wasn't it um an actual movie about armored trucks the town with ben affleck yes also very good that's right. that's so probably, that, i'm that, just thinking you fold that's a up more a, realistic well, you approach just, i would rather fold up a small human and put them inside the duffel bag you could what just duffel bag i don't know whatever one because what how much does an entire duffel bag of money weigh I don't got to be know. pretty heavy. If you could find like a really flexible child, you could put them in the duffel bag with the money. Uh-huh. And then you could, it would be like a, you know, when you're in a trunk of a but car. But you they realize have, those doors don't open from the inside. No, but that's why you have the plasma torch in another backpack. You got to have well, the plasma the torch. What's the point of the guy hiding in the truck? Then you don't have to convert the truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't have to convert the truck and you don't have to screw that guy's grandma over because you already because you already put the foldable child into the duffel bag. Does he have a plasma cutter in another bag? Uh, maybe he's just really good with a lockpick. Yeah, but there, I don't think you can even access the lock from the inside. Sure, you got to be able to get out of the truck from the inside. What if there's an accident? You gotta be able to open. There's gotta be just know. like the trunk of your car. There's a little glow in the dark handle. You, so there's a glow in the dark handle in the back of the Brinks <laughs> yes, truck. There's okay. no mercy. Well, that makes this whole thing a lot easier. The problem is, is that you, if you use the glow in the dark handle, it's gonna open the doors. They're gonna notice that. There's gonna be a change, right? As opposed to the loud plasma torch. They're not that loud. Sparks flying everywhere. That's gonna burn all I the know cash what you anyways. Do. I know what you do. Okay, what? here's what you do. You have to make a duplicate uh-huh. armored truck, and, or just have one, and then you take a picture from the front of the cab <laughs> through the window uh-huh. and then when the little flexible child climbs out of the the, the also duffel bag, from mission impossible he climbs out of the duffel bag yeah, and puts and a picture puts over picture, the window yeah, also so then when they impossible. look they go oh everything is the same as it was back there no yes, there's no problem yes. that's actually a really good plan no it's I think not that's at really all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right high-end features are going to be cut from car models Nissan, which in early January became one of the first automakers to warn of an impending shortage in microchips, is also prioritizing chip supply to the two best-selling models in each major market. In one instance, Nissan chip supplies from India to the U.S. on a chartered cargo flight are going to help production move forward there. A representative for Nissan declined to comment. So they're chartering private planes in order to get microchips because... Everybody dialed back on right. on ordering stuff yeah, from China. Yeah, we talked about this before. We so ago. now everybody's dialing up, and there's no shipping containers available. They are absolutely jammed. Oh, really? There's a shortage of shipping containers too. Not, well, they have the same amount of shipping containers they had before. Yeah. But because, do you remember walking into Target like 
six months ago. Okay. Going, wow, there's like three shirts on this shelf. Yeah. And everything's yep. like spread out. They just out. dialed everything they back. They dialed everything back. Now they're dialing it back up. And nobody, they just can't get enough. There's not enough bunker fuel in these ships to pollute the world to bring everybody their shitty cotton shirt from Bangladesh. <laughs> okay? It's, or fake cotton, or a rayon shirt or whatever it is. Uh-huh. There's just not enough containers. So there's. I didn't know there was a container shortage. Yeah. Well, it's. Not a is container it, shortage. Do you know it's that's just, a fact? Because I feel like you're just making this fact. up now. There was guys okay. that were trying. They, they were trying to spend like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars just for the rights to use the container. You should the, sell the container on your property right now, Chris. It's not a shipping container shortage. It is a thoroughput shortage. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I like do there's, not. There's only so many ships, uh-huh. and there's only the so many shipping containers. It's not like a bunch of shipping containers just fell into the ocean and now there's less of them. Right. It's just that there's so many people trying to order right. useless junk from China. That it's, all not the sh- the, it's not the shortage of the containers themselves. It's just the fact the that you can't get yeah, things the going where they there. need to go. Yeah, there's just it's really difficult, and you can see it in uh, in different trading ship companies. The stock is up; it costs a ton of money. Prices are up. It's part of inflation. You know that everybody's noticing. There's inflation kind of sneaking around here and there. What Everything. if? What if the Ever Given getting stuck was actually a, t- a huge ploy for someone who shorted stocks in the industry? Yeah, but they would have lost out because all the stocks went up. No, they. Oh. Well, they sold before that happened. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Maybe it was the captain of the ship just drove it right into the wall. No, but he was paid off. He was paid off. Yeah. yeah by the same yeah, guy. That's that, what happened. By the same photographer for my little yeah, window thing. Yeah, exactly. Just was, was paying him off. Exactly. Buyers of Renault's Arcana now have to, whatever that is, now have to sell for a smaller display without a navigation map. And forgo an option for a phone charger by induction. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> Stellantis, uh, the drug company I from... I still can't get over the name Stellantis. Stellantis. Is so dumb. Men everywhere are not getting their erections because Stellantis is just not able to provide. Um, Stellantis <laughs> has modified this Ram 1500 pickup so that the digital rearview mirror that person uh, usually comes standard is now available only as an upgrade option okay. instead of a standard, according to people familiar I with the matter. I want just a standard mirror anyways. You know what's free? What? Turning around. <laughs> And just looking with your eyeballs and not yeah. being a moron. Actually, what's interesting, though, is the rear view cameras are required by law in the U.S. since 2018. So how is this going to work? Well, They're they, probably putting it in the dash display rather than the mirror display. Oh, yeah. That's because it was in the mirror. It was like yeah, a little screen. Which actually I do like better than the big screen on the dash. Oh, you're going to have a big screen on the dash no matter what. True. Uh, the manufacturer is also using parts that do not require chips from its more basic Ram Classic truck to keep the pricier version moving down the assembly line. Automakers and suppliers can accept whatever chips are available, and they're rewriting the software to give them to, to fit new tasks. Mm. Tesla said last week it alleviated issues by reaching out to new semiconductor suppliers and then quickly writing new firmware for those chips. That seems less than optimal. It is absolutely less than, opt- less than optimal. And Hamtramck. Ham tram, ham what are you what, trying to say? The city right here in greater Detroit. And Hamtramck. Tramp? That's a really terrible name for a place. Where do you live? Hamtram. Can you spell that for me? No, I can't. I have no idea how. In Hamtram. <laughs> you say it. Say I'm it. not even seeing where you're reading the this. Last you're just line on the show up. notes right here. Hamtramp. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Hamtramp. Either that or you copy and pasted wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. In Greater Detroit, an area stretching several blocks is filled with Ford F-150 pickup trucks without chips. I'm curious, are these vehicles mobile like can they drive as is or is it part of the ecu system and the whole deal where they just like they're not well, the, the trucks are just sitting there right they're just waiting for chips i'm just saying maybe we can use one of these for our heist 
Oh, yes. Maybe just steal one. Yeah, right. because they don't have an immobilizer because there's oh, no immobilizer. there's no chip. Yes, yeah, we don't even need a key. It's all coming together. So the union auto workers want EV tax incentives to require U.S. assembly. Interesting. Yeah, and this is, I was going to read this, this whole thing. You know what this is reminiscent of, though? What? Is the chicken tax. Yes. You remember we did a whole episode yeah, of the chicken tax, of the chippy tax, which was light chippy trucks. Tax. The chippy tax? The chippy tax. I was just looking at this first thing. The rep- <laughs> a representative. That's what my wife calls it when I bring her chips or something. And she's like, I need a chip tax. And she, and she takes, takes one. one out of it. Yeah, yeah. Representative Debbie Dingle. <laughs> a Michigan Democrat no. said electric vehicles must be built here in America by the finest workplace in the world. The American worker. Not one American dollar should support our own jobs being shipped to Mexico. Do you know why it is so expensive to make cars here and they want to make them in Mexico? Because of the union auto workers? Because of the union <laughs> auto workers. This is the definition of shooting yourself in the foot. You've increased the cost of the vehicles so much because you're, the benefits are outrageous. They're so expensive. These legacy, uh, you know, retirement and and insurance yeah. and all this other stuff. Anyway, I just want to touch base on that and laugh that they've shot themselves in I the accidentally crossed a picket line yesterday. Oh no! <laughs> did anybody notice? Or were oh you, yeah. No. yeah! Did you was, go like underneath their signs? No, I was in the old Chevy, and there was supposed to be some little like you know small town car show downtown right close to my house. Yeah, you scab. You're a scab. Oh, I totally was a scab. And so I'm driving around. I don't know the area well. It's south of my of Woodbury there, and I see oh like oh there's a big tent with people. Obviously that's the car show. So I drive in and there's guys with picket signs. I'm like this isn't it. And so in order to turn around though, I keep going through oh, like no. to the factory at their picketing. Do they boo you? And they all look at me Were you in the yellow 911? No, I was in the old C10. Oh, it would have been worse well, than the 911. Well, at least 9/11. you got that. You're yeah, like yeah. in a union-made exactly, vehicle. Exactly, yeah. obviously. And so I turned around, and I was like, uh, apparently I'm lost. He's like, I'd say so. Oh. I was like, I was looking for the car show. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I think that's down a few blocks. And then I ended up getting there, and there was two cars. Yeah, that sounds So sounds I about right. went back home. Um, so tell me about ostentatious colors, Jake. <laughs> Chris, I am right when it comes to my color decisions on my cars. Wait, what? Okay. What do you mean, right? A new study this Wait, year was, was analyzed an that over, we had? I don't know. Do I you, actually, actually you're, a you're, listener you're sent this. You're seeking like vindication for something that we talked about. I'm right on the colors of cars. You always claim you're right when it, something goes your way and we haven't even talked about it. That's not true. Usually we have some sort of statement <laughs> and I've, I'm vindicated. Uh, well, yeah, true. Regardless, I'm vindicated on choosing bright colors for cars. A new study this year analyzed over 700,000 new car sales and aggregated the resale by color within uh-huh. various segments. The data shows that colors like yellow and orange, whoa, whoa, that's, whoa, whoa, that's whoa, whoa, straight whoa, whoa, whoa. from, that's literally, I didn't change that. That is straight from the study. Colors like yellow and orange help retain value the best. It's because What no- colors are the two 911s I have? <laughs> yellow Here's the reason. and orange. Here's the reason. There are like... 1.6 people looking for a yellow car right now, and there's none because no one bought yellow cars. That is actually what it comes down to. <laughs> there, it's scarcity. That's the only reason. Yeah, so mainstream colors, including white, black, and silver, are popular because they are seen as the safest colors within the widest appeal. But are those the best colors for helping a vehicle maintain its value? Quote, there's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy going on here, with many consumers picking the, these mainstream colors not because they necessarily like them, because they assume everyone else does. This makes white, black, and silver appear to be in high demand, yet 
our analysis confirms that more obscure colors tend to hold their value better than common and popular colors. Furthermore, there's also the issue of demand, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are far fewer cars available in yellow and orange, so the buyers that really want an orange or yellow car may be likely to pay a little more to get that color, which I did. Of course... It is a bit strange that when you look at these results from this study, beige takes the number two spot. Beige. I that guess there's a lot of Toyota Camry buyers that, that, that just dis- really need to have their beige. Beige describes many, many, many colors. That's Maybe they're talking about the beige on like the Toyota Tacoma. That's a cool beige. Yeah, maybe that's the beige. Because I think otherwise, I don't see any solid beiges. And then we revert back to gold. Gold mm. is the other beige. Like gold, gold is down there too. Gold is just beige metallic. It's all gold. It's, <laughs> You're right. It's all gold, really, really is. And that's in last place at 13th. I, so I once had owned, it was my Mercedes S320. Yep. I owned one of the most undesirable cars that you could buy used, a Mercedes S-Class. Okay. And Why is that the most undesirable? They just, they're, an old S-Class is difficult because it's people just assume it's going to explode at any minute. <laughs> It's basically, it was basically a gold hand grenade. Okay. You're just basically pulling a pin and being like, buy this. <laughs> and he spray painted it gold so maybe it doesn't look quite as intimidating. Uh-huh. Take this. this is, yeah, it's like, I don't want that. This is a gold grenade. And it, I had so, like, it must be like a culture that really likes those things. Because I had like so many Somalian and Ethiopian and Nigerian dudes coming to look at that, my gold S320. Interesting. It was like, that was, that was the crowd. I that ended up selling it. it to some Somalian dude. But they must really like gold. So because there's not that many of them, maybe that's why the gold is all the way at the bottom. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. What else do we got? Toyota's NASCAR team just debuted the new 2022 next-gen car. Who cares? Well, if you're into NASCAR, this has been like a long time coming. I'm not either, but it is kind of like a huge step forward. What do you think of when you think of NASCAR? (laughs) Turning left, obviously. That's the obvious choice. Very old school technology. I think of crashes. Uh-huh. I think of turning left. Uh-huh. I think of Miller Lite. Uh-huh. I think of dudes sitting on top of RVs in the in the that paddock, like fun. like yeah, with like I, a flag. I, like, we should do it. We, we should we should get into that. Okay, let's let's make a note that we're going to go to a NASCAR race this year. We'll do it in between some of my nine thousand rallies that I'm going on. Yeah, we have a full schedule we're already. Saying, <laughs> we are we are destroyed, absolutely destroyed. What I do want to see is them on a road course, which they are going to do more of. Yes, that would be great. If anybody out there in the audience is into NASCAR, knows a guy. I mean, I, we could probably call and figure it out too, but I love when we know a guy, right? You know a guy. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, introduce us to either a NASCAR team or someone who works with NASCAR in some capacity. We, we would, would love, love to go. check it out. We would love to go check it out and maybe introduce some interviews out there on site. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So regardless, this has been a long time coming. They are completely rethinking the NASCAR chassis. So it's like Formula One or Formula Two, where it is a formula car. It's a it's very specifically... It's worse than Formula One because right. every single car is exactly the same. Yes. Which I don't understand. Well, the whole point what then is it comes down to driver skill. It but doesn't come down to I the car. I don't want it to be driver skill. It's always going to be driver skill. Always. There are always going to be different drivers out there that I are going to shake it up and make it different. I want... <laughs> As I'm shaking bank. <laughs> yeah, Robin's yeah. racing. I want different engines. I want different I agree. brakes. I, I agree. want different transmissions. I agree. That would make me super interested, and I can't imagine that it would make the Cletus that's watching NASCAR okay. uninterested. The, the stereotype of NASCAR uh-huh. is that it is a redneck sport. Right. That's what I'm saying. I the know. The rednecks of it are not going to be upset if the cars all of a sudden have 
more engines and more variety and more it's not good they're not going to be like well that restrictor plate on that one's a little bit different than the other one i just who cares let's just get out there and have fun and make it interesting for everybody well this formula has been the same forever maybe yes, that's why they're changing it that is because part of it i'm bored when and i, I watch think NASCAR. a lot of people are so I'd let me tell you watch, about these watch new baseball cars. i'd rather watch Ooh, golf no i'd rather watch pre-recorded golf yeah, I would rather watch golf. Yeah, pre-recorded golf at that, when you can just fast-forward through the commercials and everything like that. I'd rather watch golf that already happened than watch NASCAR. <laughs> That's how boring NASCAR is. But tell me what's going on. Well, Try and convince me. Well, completely rethought cars still feature a naturally aspirated V8 making between 550 or 670 horsepower. I just, I just realized that we're like, yeah, if anybody knows anybody in NASCAR, have them. And then you just, and I just shat just, just all over it. just destroyed how much I don't like it. it. But hey, change our mind. There Change you your go. mind. Let's do it. You put the gauntlet out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, like you said, based on restrictor plates and everything else, they change the horsepower based on the track that they're racing at. So they go Can from 550 to 670. Yes. Are, is every single engine exactly the same engine manufactured by a different company? That I don't believe so. No. Okay. So they're, all the engines it's are manufactured by spec. the manufacturers, but they're basically the same thing. Yeah, as far as I know. But let me tell you what's different now about okay. these cars. Rather than sending all of that power to a familiar four-speed transmission that still has the old shift H pattern, yeah. like that's well, what they use. So this is a manual transmission still in these things? No, it's not. Oh. Well, technically. This is a new five-speed sequential transaxle. Oh. So now for better weight distribution, the engine's up front. There's a prop shaft that goes back to the transaxle uh -huh. in the rear that's a five-speed sequential. The wheels also now measure 18 inches in diameter and have a single center lock lug like every other oh, race no. car out there. No. So it's not... It's just... It's just a single. My, mine was better. Yeah, you're right. It is because it's much higher pitch. I'm going to admit, that's like an iconic sound. I mean, it'll still be that. It'll just be... <laughs> the chassis features a completely aerodynamic undertray that continues to the rear diffuser while the new front and rear bumpers also feature updated aero the car bodies are made from carbon composites rather than steel which i don't think they were steel before they were like fiberglass some composite i thought the, the body yeah Mm, I think they're really thin metal, aren't they? Because they kind of like crunch up when yeah, they. Maybe when you you're get... right, but now it's a carbon composite. Of course, the new cars are roughly five inches shorter front to back, and about four inches shorter and wider by an inch. Okay, so they smushed them. <laughs> they did smush them. Okay. The most dramatic departure from the previous cars, though, is the independent rear suspension. This helps the cars do something that they've never been great at, which is going something other than left. So now the cars can actually handle. They can turn, yeah. Exactly. Because if you ever look at the alignments on these things, they're just like their their camera is all like positive on one side and negative yes, on the other and side. And actually, the bodies are sometimes actually asymmetrical as reading. Yeah, they look stupid. Yes. Yeah, so now it's symmetrical, and they have a independent rear suspension, and that means road courses are slated to be a bigger part of the sport's future. So the improved handling will, of course, make for interesting racing. There. Quote. It accelerates quicker, stops quicker, turns quicker, said two-time cup champion Kyle Busch after a test late last year. It's more nimble. All the lap time is gained in the infield with the independent rear suspension and the ability to shift quicker. The car is more effective and sensitive to changes in feel. You feel everything more vividly. 
Ooh, vividly. That's what I that's what I like to have in my car is just yes. the, 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 vividness. the vivid feeling. Yeah. Yeah, you do like the vividness. I do like the vividness. So Chris, the Italian scooter manufacturer Vespa just celebrated its 75th anniversary last week. Happy birthday, Vespa. Happy birthday. To celebrate, Piaggio, the parent company, is offering a 2021 only model in a throwback paint and chrome scheme. Now, Vespa was manufactured in the same Ponderanta plant in Tuscany since 1946. I would call that Pontadera. 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 That is correct. I read it too quickly. Pontadera plant in Tuscany since 1946, right when they started being sold right after the end of World War II. Now, Vespa's manufacturer, Piaggio, had lost its aircraft factory to bombings during the war and decided to relaunch with scooters which would help fill the need for inexpensive transport in the years after the war. Because Italy got smoked. I mean, they, 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 did, they really got they wrecked. They did indeed. That's what they get. They deserved it. They were, yes. They friggin' deserved it. Yes. Every, every bit of it. We should do a history episode on Vespa. Yes, we should. I, I think, think or for we could just, sure. We could, or we could do like a maybe a, a scooter episode where we talk about like Vespa and, and Pook and all these other different companies and maybe we could you know break it up a little bit. I, I like that. that would be I like that idea a lot. I owned four Pooks at one point. Yeah, those are the pedal ones, right? That's a moped. Right. Right, got Correct. it. Correct. Um, and their anniversary, of course, is quite timely for us too, Chris. On Monday, we have noted author and traveler Peter Moore joining us to discuss his 2005 book, Vroom with a View, and his 2007 book, Vroom by the Sea, that features trips through Italy taken on a vintage Vespa. Yeah, he's a, he's a travel writer who's been to over 100 countries. Wow. Just, just, he's got some incredible stories to tell. He'll be here with us on uh, on Monday. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with him. So join us then. With that, hope you guys take care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>